0: Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And
0: you're listening to Schmanners. It's
1: extraordinary etiquette.
0: For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello, dear. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. You yeah? know, feeling feeling fit and healthy, fit for fighting, as yeah. we say. Do and people w- say that? That's an idiom, right?
0: Sure. We might sound a little different. We're hiding away from our kids as they nap. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, they, they, This is why we're... It's a little bit rougher, but you know what? It's important to us that we get this out. Do you know why it's important, Teresa?
1: Because this is the last week of Max Fun Drive. Even
0: more so, it's the last official day of Max Fun Drive. Awesome. I mean, maybe you'll still get to like squeeze some in on mm. uh, Saturday and Sunday, but this is the last big day. There's a big like finale thing tonight that Max Fun is doing. And listen, if this is your first time hearing about the Max Fun Drive, here's how it works, real quick. Once a year. We come to you, we ask you to consider either supporting the art and artists you love on MaximumFund.org or perhaps upgrading your membership to support a little bit more. Maybe you've come to, you know, depend on the shows a little bit more, maybe whatever, right? And if you want to do that, you go to MaximumFund.org join or MaximumFund.org manage and there's rewards and all kinds of stuff and we'll tell you more about it in a little bit. But first, this week. We're going to do kind of a combination Ask Schmanners and Idioms episode. Right. Uh, because the fact of the matter is, folks, we have a lot of idioms together. <laughs> but we're going to start with a question.
1: You know what? We asked for idioms and you guys delivered. They are here.
0: Yes. And you know what? I'm interested in them. So we're talking about it more and more. This is from Bo Brooklyn on Twitter. My neighbor down the street has a massive collection of potted flowers Everyone here keeps to themselves. I want to tell them how gorgeous his flowers are without spooking him. Do I drop off a note? Is your neighbor Boo Radley? Okay. Do I drop <laughs> off a note? Send it in the mail even though I pass his house daily? Wait until he's outside?
1: I'm going to say that it was probably be uh, less spooky if they were outside and you found an excuse to walk past, Yeah, right? Yeah, Maybe walking your dog or w- take a jog around the block or whatever it is. If they were outside watering those flowers, you could definitely say, I love your flowers. They're beautiful. What kind is this? You know, strike up a conversation or whatever. Um, I think that a, a mailed note or a sticky note note, if you haven't met someone like, Face to face, yeah, it's kind of weird in a way that I would be if somebody did it for me. I would definitely be flattered. Yeah. I would also be like, why don't they want to just talk to me?
0: Yeah, it's 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 a bold move. The only way I would recommend that as the option is like if if your neighbor doesn't go outside a lot, they have But have potted sounds, flowers. It sounds like, it sounds they, have like flowers, they go outside. So they're, they're probably outside. <laughs> I I would. You know, I wouldn't, like, sit by your window watching for them to come out. Be like, oh, hi, neighbor, didn't see you there. Uh, you know, but like Teresa said, I think it is the kind of thing that if someone has potted, planted, p- yes, whatever, put flowers out there. They want them to be noticed. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're, it's a decoration thing. I'm not saying they're doing it for compliments, but they're doing it to beautify their mm-hmm, house, right? Yeah. So they want it to be noticed, so I'm sure they would appreciate it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, like... Leave them an anonymous note. No, that would no.
1: that would just give off the wrong vibe. I think that's not what you're not no. going for. Your
0: flowers are beautiful, and I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> what? Why did you say you're gonna eat my flowers? They it's a conversation starter.
1: Delicious.
0: Okay. give Are me. We, an,
1: oh, we're taking turns? Yeah, give me an idea. Okay. So this is from Brit, and I picked it because I use it. The phrase is, shake a stick at.
0: Yes. What does this mean? So this is like, if you said, well, that's more, I don't know why this is the word that pop of my head, lemons. That's more <laughs> lemons than you could shake a stick at.
1: Um. Well, so like like you said it's a, it's a large amount of something right,
0: almost a, a a a more than large i would say maybe ridiculously large like oh that's so many
1: um so it actually has a surprisingly let's say violent past. So it's generally accepted that the stick in the phrase is referring to a stick being used as a weapon, okay?
0: Oh, no, too many lemons. Too many lemons. Fight them.
1: So if there are more people than you could shake a stick at, that means that there are too many people around for you to be able to defend yourself with just a stick. Um, It first showed up in the Lancaster, Pennsylvania Journal. Ah. In 1818. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a long time
0: ago. So it probably. But you know, as far as like far 200 as, years.
1: But as far as sticks as weapons, I'm certain that sticks have been used as weapons. Like, what's a spear but a giant stick?
0: No, I mean, listen. Your point is is valid. <laughs> I'm saying it seems. Uh, I don't know. This sounds very recent. It sounds very. Modern almost, that's more you can shake it. If you had said 1918, that would have been my guess. But 1818 18 is, is I for think the that the, the
1: 1919 1920 business is more speak, isn't it? It's kind of like Bob's your uncle, sure. We did that one, didn't we?
0: Yeah, I think have the- a banana, sure. <laughs> have a banana, please. <laughs> on me, please. Have a banana on me. The one I'm really enjoying that I can't stop saying now isn't really an idiot, but it's in, in uh, Pete the Cat which I thoroughly enjoy, uh, and so does BB. Uh, There is a little French, no, she's uh, French-Canadian. She's from Quebec. Uh, pug named Emma. And when she thinks something is really good, she says super plus, but she says it like this. Super plus. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really happy. Yep, I really enjoy it. She also at one point says magicians break reality into shards of joy. <laughs> and that also makes me <laughs> very happy. Okay, another question. Uh, this is from Marth Fader. The question of the year: How to tell someone to put their mask on?
1: Ooh. So here's what here's a couple of um of knowledge drops that we always drop, right? So mm-hmm. first of all, the best way to affect change is to model correct behavior. Sure. Yes. Um, and then the second way is to make it into a we statement. Right? So we should wear our masks to keep each other safe. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's one. And then the other one is um, that we always talk about is... Go to the person in authority. So like if you're at a backyard barbecue, socially distancing or a store socially distancing and you notice that people are not wearing their masks, go, you know, obviously with your mask on to the person hosting, the person in charge, the store manager, whatever, and say, I understand your store policy is uh, masks on inside the store. Would you mind taking a look? I've seen some people without masks
0: I would also say that this is a a fairly special occasion when it comes to uh, like a special circumstance when it comes to manners and schmanners, because this isn't like elbows on the table or which fork to use or whatever. This is life and death. Right. And the thing about uh, a lot of the time when we talk about like etiquette, it's about yourself and like doing your own thing and like being your best self. And this is about others, right? And so this isn't even like no running by the pool or anything because this is running by the pool, but if you slip, someone else gets hurt. Mm. And so I think that this is the kind of thing where politeness need only go so far before it's not just a polite thing to wear a mask in public. Uh, It is. It should be required. It is required. And so I think that this is the kind of thing where If you need to escalate your ask from, excuse me, I would appreciate it if you wear a mask to, if you don't wear a mask, you should leave. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that is fine, right? If if you ask and they decline, I, Travis McElroy, give you full permission to push it. And if it gets heated, it gets heated. You can always walk away.
1: Okay, I'm going to say, as a Schmanners topic... I'm going to say that you never need to uh, make yourself uncomfortable. You never need to uh, feel like you're in danger. Um, And the three ways that I mentioned are kind of an escalation, right? So wear the mask yourself. Set a good example. Use a we statement. We should wear our masks to keep each other safe and then get a person of authority in the situation.
0: Sure. I'm just saying it's very serious. Okay. Give me another idiom.
1: All right. We're going to do pipe down, and it's from IVF.
0: So this is like when someone's being loud, and you're like, hey, you, pipe down. Keep, keep it down. Keep it quiet.
1: That's right. Um, this actually originates in the Navy. So in the 1800s, the ships were controlled by blasts from a boatswain's pipe, and nautical whistles were what gave you the instructions throughout the day. This is another reason why you don't whistle in a theater. Because uh, whistles were often used to raise and lower uh, things in the fly system. Yeah. Same thing on the boat, right? Um, So at the end of the day, the boatswain would pipe down the hammocks as a signal that it was time to go to bed. So it's thought that it was also used to settle quarreling sailors. Hmm. So that's how it made it into the vernacular.
0: Yeah, I could see that, right? Almost like a coach's whistle, right? Mm-hmm. Where they'd blow it to get your attention. Yeah. That sharp, shrill sound that like if you had sailors fighting, you'd blow it and they'd be like, what was that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Dweeb. Maybe Dweb, but I'm going with Dweeb. Uh, uh, I'm really not big on sharing food and drink, and I always find myself in the position of having to awkwardly turn down food or drink that I'm being offered. People to think it's unusual. Is there a good way to deal with it, oh, I, man? Can I take a swing at this?
1: Well, first, I want to say that I, I think that people are in two camps. The first camp is. This is really gross. Want to try it? And people say, "Ooh, yeah, that is gross. And then other people say, This is gross. Want to try it? And I say, No, it's gross. This is
0: the specific (laughs) thing that Teresa has talked about no less than 18 times in the last three days. really bothers Teresa when people say... People
1: are constantly trying to get me to eat crazy... Well, Bonker especially when you're stuff. around
0: kids, and the kids like, I don't like this, and they hand it to you, and you're like, "What do I do with this?" <laughs> exactly. Um, but here, here, I, I am, um, I also don't really like sharing food if I can help it. I, I've gotten over it now with Teresa, because it used to be for me not necessarily a health thing so much as it was like a possessive thing where I was like, "Well, this is my meal, and you ordered that meal." I've gotten over it with Teresa, and I've gotten over it with BB, but I do not necessarily care for. Other people handing me things, especially BB. It's a thing kids <laughs> do. You, now you take this. I think it's gross.
1: Not to say that you can't like order an appetizer to share because right. those are meant to be sure. shared. Um, and same thing with me and BB. Like last night we shared a popsicle, which I would not be able to do with anyone else right. besides my child.
0: So here's what I would suggest. And and this is the kind of thing we've, we've talked about before, where I think that in trying to be uh, gentle in your refusal – I, I'm, I'm because you are asking, and I I hate to assume this, but I am assuming that you are not communicating yourself clearly. That you are maybe saying no thanks instead of saying no thank you. I'm not really comfortable sharing food, or even just say like I don't really like to share food. And they might ask questions, and then you say like it's not something I'm comfortable with, and it is. I always find it best to say it like that, where it's a very like definitive. There's a very clear period at the end, and not a an
1: declarative ellipsis sentence. Intended. Because
0: if you say it like this, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm," you know, "I'm just not really comfortable sharing food." It makes it sound like you are encouraging them to ask why. Exactly.
1: Around here, we call that hemming and hawing.
0: Right. Whereas if you just say, "I'm not really comfortable sharing food," yes. right? Like then they might ask, but you just say, "Like, it's just not something I'm uncomfortable with." Right. And then, you know, at that point, I think you have made your case clear that you are not the one being awkward if they keep asking about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Speaking of keeping asking about things, it's Max Fun Drive. <laughs> A
1: segue. Thank you. You wrote a segue. I to did the write a seg- segment. I've, I've never written a
0: segue. I'm terrified of you that. You haven't? No.
1: I wrote one like a little spin around a track.
0: Okay. Well, I guess you're cooler than me. Is yeah, I want? am. <laughs> and you know what would make you cool? <gasps> Becoming a Max Fun member. Wow. That's two segues back to back. <laughs> so basically, here's how it works, folks. We uh, at Max Fun are like 70% audience supported. We do some ads and those help, right? But we try to keep the ads down. We try not to do them all the time. We try not to do too many. We try not to make them too long, all of those things because we know that people don't like listening to 18 ads in a row or whatever. And so the way that we're able to do that is through audience support. And what that means is once a year we do the Max Fund drive where we encourage you to go to maximumfund.org/join and become a Max Fund member. When you do, you pick the shows you listen to, a little bit of your money goes to Max Fund to keep the lights on at Max Fund HQ and to pay all the Max Fund employees, but the rest of it goes directly to the shows you love. And when you become a member, you get rewards. Those rewards start at a five dollar level where you get over 200 hours of bonus content. There's video content, there's audio content. there's stuff from every show on the network and not just this year, but every year we've done a max Fun drive. it's all there and you get access to it as soon as you become a member It's an amazing deal. And then at ten dollars a month you get all the bonus content, you get an enamel pin, There's show-specific ones. Each show has one designed by Megan Lincott and a MaxFun membership card. At $20 a month, you get the bonus content, you get the enamel pin, get the membership card, and you get a MaxFun-themed game pack that includes MaxFun dice, a dice bag, and uh, playing cards. And there's more, there's $35, $50, $100, even up to $200 if you're able to do that. But here's the thing. We know that this year is full of uncertainty and maybe next year is full of uncertainty too. So if you're not able to become a member, we totally get it. If you are, that's great, and we're totally excited about that. But if you're not able to, no pressure, no guilt, we totally understand. There's other ways you can help. You can share that link, maximumfund.org/join. You can tweet about the Max Fund drive, or you can just tweet about our shows, and just by listening, you're helping out.
1: And I want to tell you about some of the new stuff for this year is there's a bonus.
0: Yes, boosting.
1: Boosting. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is if you can't jump from one level to the next level.
0: Oh, I should mention, if you do want to upgrade your membership, you can do that too. Like if you're at the $10 level and you're like, you know what? I've been listening to more Schmanners this year. I love Schmanners and I need it. I need it bad. Then you can go in and upgrade from 10 to 20 or 20 to 35 or whatever.
1: Whatever. But you can also boost... Between levels. I want to call it bonus. I know I don't you know do it because it's
0: the bonus content. Because
1: it's the bonus content. That's what it is. So you can boost between levels. And another new thing this year is anyone who joins at any level can get the new max fun pin right it's a a rocket ship logo right with a little heart very cute very cute so you are eligible for that reward at any level
0: well let me real quick explain how boosting works just a little bit more in depth right say you're at the 20 dollar level and you're like oh i love schmears i need it so bad i need it real bad I'm hungry for Schmanners. It's the only food that sustains me. But you're not able to move up to $35 a month, right? But you do want to give a little bit more. You could maybe do like $25 a month. Now, it won't qualify you for new gifts this year, but it gives you a chance to give a little bit more to the shows you love without having to move up to a new level. And we also have this year gifting. So say uh, your friend Derek loves Max Fun. Uh They're a huge fan of Adventure Zone, My Brother, My Brother, and Me and Schmanners which just happened to be the three shows I'm on. And you're like, well, Derek would love all the bonus content, but I know Derek can't afford to become a Max Fund member this year. So I'm going to gift uh, a membership to Derek so we can get all that bonus content and uh, it'll make me look like a super cool friend. You can do that too. So if you go to MaximumFun.org slash join or MaximumFun.org slash manage, you can do all that stuff there. And this is the last day for it. So if you're considering doing these things, do it right now. Don't wait. Become part of the action. And let me also just say one last thing, and I promise we're going to get back to the episode in a second. This year, we went into it saying, you know, this is low pressure. We're not going to give people, you know, the, the hard sell like we normally do. And we weren't sure how it was going to go. And we have had new, like, high levels of membership this year. And it just means the world to us. You know, we we understand that the world is is difficult and unsure and tumultuous. But the fact that it still matters to you, this content that we're making, you're still able to support and you've made the decision to either become a new member or to upgrade your membership, it just means the world to me. So thank you all so much. I've been absolutely blown away by your support. So uh, that, that web address, one more time, maximumfund.org join or maximumfund.org manage. Okay, Teresa, give me another idiom.
1: Okay, well I think I'm gonna do armchair expert.
0: Okay. The Dax Shepherd podcast. No. Armchair expert. Okay.
1: I would consider Travis to be a bit of an armchair expert.
0: Okay, so this In a couple
1: different ways. This is
0: this <laughs> means that you would say like you know, this person never actually studied for it, never qualified for the thing, Mm -hmm. but they feel comfortable where they are saying like, well, let me tell you my opinion about this thing. And it's not always necessarily uh, someone doing it on purpose or being, you know, as the kids say, and as everyone should say, man, spleening, but maybe just like they've, you know, read about it and they consider themselves a bit of an expert on
1: it. So, and Mabim Bam... I guess you guys don't really consider yourself some experts, do no, you? No, in, in fact,
0: <laughs> the show starts with us saying the McRoy brothers are not experts.
1: But in RL, uh, Travis went through a couple of courses for um, a psychology.
0: Yeah, I, I studied it because uh, I, so in college, I took a bunch of classes in it. And then I went back to school for a year to get the prerequisites uh, that I would need to start a master's in it. And then I remember that I didn't like school. <laughs> and so I stopped doing that.
1: But you do have a wealth of knowledge, even though you don't have a degree Correct. in it. That
0: is, that is true about a lot of things in my life. There, I know just enough <laughs> to feel very confident telling other people how to do a lot of things.
1: So we can't quite agree on the, how the phrase came into the vernacular. Um, but the idea of an armchair expert is to poke fun at a person, right? Who doesn't really know what they're talking about, even if they sound like they do. Uh Um, Because an armchair is a big comfy chair, right? That's been around uh, for a very long time where you sit to relax or be lazy. So by nature, you need to be active in p- the pursuit of your field, right to be an expert. So you're kind of a lazy expert, right? It's like oh, an oxymoron okay. to make fun of someone who's being arrogant.
0: I see because they're they're sitting back and they're comfortable they're not out there right chasing their dreams.
1: And I don't know if I said this, but this was submitted by Sarah W.
0: Thank you, Sarah W. Um, we're gonna do this is I think is going to be a fairly quick ask Schmaner's question. This is from M. What is the polite way to consume the salt on the rim of a margarita? I want I want the salt, but licking it feels bad. And pinching it off one of my fingers is equally terrible help. Okay. Here's the thing, <laughs> em, It's there for the drinking. Right. So you're going to drink the glass and then rotate the glass for the next drink. So then the salt comes with the next drink. And then rotate so the salt comes with the next drink. That's why, I mean, you take a shot of tequila, You do the lime and the salt. Right. And it's trying to replicate that Mm -hmm. because it's a tequila drink with lime or whatever in it. And then salt along the rim. So you can take a drink and get a little bit of salt with the sweet and the the citrus and the sour.
1: Perfect. And if you don't want some of the drink, maybe, and you just want some of the salt, you can just fake it. Just pretend that you're taking a drink.
0: And then bite the glass. (laughs) No, don't buy the glass whatever you do don't buy the glass hey how about real quick a thank you note for a sponsor or two i want to tell you about function of beauty you know what here's what i did i went on function of beauty And I said, you know what? I'm going to get some hair care stuff. Do you know why, Teresa? Because
1: you love hair care stuff. Because
0: I love hair care stuff. And what it is, is they ask you a bunch of questions. Do you want uh, this or that? that? Like, for example, mine, uh, I was looking for, like, color safe, like, color protection to help Mm -hmm. keep the purple in my hair. Uh, I have a bit of a dry scalp, so I wanted something for that. Right? They also ask you, like, what kind of scent do you like? You even get to, like, pick, like, a color for the shampoo, conditioner or whatever to be. Mm-hmm. And so I picked purple and pink cuz it's cute and my hair is purple and I'm like, yeah, "It don't shut up. It's not important." But and I picked I think eucalyptus mint perhaps. Can I tell you the best thing about it though? Yeah. There's a question where they ask you like what kind of thing you want on the bottle, like a word. <laughs> and so and like they suggest just your name. So I was like, "Okay, great. Yeah, my name Travis, great." And so then all the bottles come and say, Function of Travis. <laughs> and I enjoy it immensely.
1: There are actually 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations. That may that way, it can be pretty unique to you.
0: Plus, their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. So, what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners to take your four-part hair profile quiz. Oh. Love that stuff. You know, like engrams and stuff, but it's like your hair profile. It's not important. Mm -hmm. And save 20% on your first order. So go to functionofbeauty.com, spelled just like it sounds, slash schmanners for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners.
1: Schmanners is also brought to you in part this week by Hero. Um, achieving peace of mind when managing medication regimens can be a hard task. Uh, so with Hero, you can rest easy knowing that everything is taken care of. Um, so what it is, is it's basically a medicine cabinet, you know, point two. What is it? No, two. Two. 2.0. 2.0. There yes. it is. We got there. <laughs> the hero pill dispenser can sort all your daily medications and deliver them all
0: with a push of a button. And I know what you're wondering. Yeah, but what then? What if I forget about that? Well, just like everything else th- these days, there's an app for that. <laughs> uh-huh. And that app is going to let you know hey, you forgot to do it. Or. It would send it to a family member or a caregiver because that's the thing. Maybe you're managing someone else's medication, not just yours. And so that way this will let you know like, hey, this person didn't take their medication. And so now you know like, hey, you might have – I mean I would say I take Lexapro for brain stuff. And oftentimes, you know, it will be like afternoon and Teresa will say, hey, did you take your brain pill? And I'm like, oh, no, totally didn't, right? And this like codifies that. That, This puts in an app. So even if you're across the globe – you can get that notification, call the person you love and say, hey, you haven't taken your your pills today. You should do it, right? That's incredible.
1: They even have an optional service that delivers medication directly to your door. I like that, especially in the world environment today.
0: Yeah. So right now, if you go to HeroHealth.com slash you'll get 50% off service initiation and a 30-day risk-free trial with a money-back guarantee. That's HeroHealth.com slash Schmanners to start your membership with 50% off and a 30-day free trial. Don't forget, that's HeroHealth.com slash Schmanners. Okay, how about another one of them idioms I've heard so much about?
1: All right. Well, this one is from Beth B, and the phrase is run the gamut.
0: Okay, so this is like... You might say something like, from A to Z, we've got everything. We Our our supplies run the gamut from exactly, this to that. Exactly, right?
1: exactly. To experience, display, or perform a complete range of something. And this is actually a really old one. I know you were a little disappointed about 1818. I wasn't disappointed.
0: I was surprised. Can I not convey you- <laughs> emotions well? I'm also bad at sincerity.
1: Oh, no. Well, this one actually goes back to the Middle Ages. Okay. Um, So, around the turn of the second millennium, a monk named Guido Avarezzo Uh uh, created a way to designate musical notes by syllable names, right? So, like...
0: Do, re, mi, fa, sol la, ti, do.
1: Exactly. So, gamut is actually a Latin acronym for the entire musical scale. No. Yes. So, if you run the gamut, you are going up and down all the notes on the scale. Whoa! This actually makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Um, because it isn't just like moving from one thing to another thing in a se- sequence. Right. It's actually going up and down notes in a physical scale. Right. I love
0: it. Makes complete sense to me. This question, this one comes from Kai. I'm unsure about if it's been covered before, but I'm on the spectrum, and a common tendency of mine is to go off on a certain subject and then not catch on to when I'm overtaking the conversation. What are some good ways to take note of when it's time for Kai to hush for a sec? Hey, right there with you. <laughs> this, I think that this is, uh, this is pretty common. I don't think you need to uh, feel alone in this as an issue because I think, especially,
1: especially if it's a thing that you feel passionate about, right? People exactly. do this all the time.
0: I, I, like Justin and I were joking about this uh, earlier, where we were talking about. Justin is getting into woodworking, and I mm-hmm. am into baking, mm-hmm. and our wives can only listen to us talk about that for so long. <laughs> a Justin said Sydney only has seven minutes <laughs> that seven he's allowed minutes. to talk about woodworking in a day. You I,
1: can talk a little longer about baking because I got to eat.
0: That's true. And I think that, one, don't assume, let's just start here. Don't assume that just because you've been talking about something for a while that the person is bored or that you need to hush because i love listening to people talk passionately about something they care about even if it's not a subject i care about Mm. i like hearing people like i like being taught about stuff that i'm like i had no idea that was true and this like i i listen to a lot of podcasts where the subject matter is not something i'm inherently interested in but hearing someone talk passionately about something they're interested in makes me interested in it. So exactly. first and foremost, don't assume you're doing it wrong. But for me, because I know that I am kind of bad at picking up a lot of the cues
1: The active listening the is active really listening. what's what Travis needs to work on.
0: So I one of my kind of coping mechanisms with that is to more think about it in terms of amount of time I've been talking. Okay. Right, where it's like, okay, I've been doing this for a while and no one has said anything and I, the conversation topic has not even like evolved past what I'm talking about. This has just become my TED talk. <laughs> um, and so then it's time at that point I go, but you know what? I've been talking for a long time now you go, um, and and you know sometimes they'll say no, I I when you know I was into it, I was listening. This is great, right? Or sometimes they'll say like, well, you made me think about that. and then the conversation moves on, right? But I this like I said, this is not unique to you. This is not something that they're sitting there going. I've never encountered anything like that. <laughs> They're going, oh, it's fine. You know, especially if you're talking to people you spend a lot of time with.
1: Right. Well, here here are some physical things you can look for. Uh, when people stop nodding and yesing, uh, that means that they are usually done, yes. right? Uh, also, uh, look for crossed arms or maybe if they've taken a step away but or haven't said lean back in anything, their chair. Or lean back in their chair, exactly. Um, you also... If they've stopped asking questions mm-hmm. uh, in the way of like, oh, tell me more about that. Or what did you think about blah, 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 right? So that if they're not asking questions, it means two things. They can't get a word in edgewise. Mm. And that's not a conversation. Like you said, that's a TED, that's dog. The TED talk. That's TED And then they also may not have anything to, to ask, Yeah, right? they may not be engaged. Exactly. Directly, but
0: then also you can look for people like opening their mouths and like leaning forward like they're trying to catch uh, like a pretzel that's been thrown to them <laughs> or a you know, piece of popcorn. I um, do that a lot. Yeah, because that's a good cue of like, oh, they've just thought of something to say. Yes. And they're cueing you that they need an opportunity to say something. They call know?
1: it the breath of inspiration. Yes.
0: Um, give me another idiom. Okay. have time for a couple more.
1: Okay. So I want to do left high and dry. This is uh, sent in from Rebecca. Okay. Uh, so it means you've been abandoned or put in a helpless position.
0: Yeah. Like you were supposed to give me a ride to the airport and now you tell me you can't come. You left me high and dry.
1: Exactly. Um, so this term was used to refer to beached ships that were left, quote, high and dry. Uh uh-huh, yes. Exactly. Because when the tide came in, you couldn't use them.
0: That makes complete sense.
1: Um the term was originally used in a ship news column in the London Times in August of 1796. Okay. And it was in reference to a Russian frigate archipelago yesterday got ground below at, at ground below the nor at high water, which when the tide had ebbed, left her nearly high and dry.
0: Oh. Right.
1: So quite literally, right? This is one of the expressions where it, it really is, very self-explanatory um but the thing is that it it almost always delineates bad news because a ship is nigh unusable no not in a ship in
0: harbor is safe but that's not where ships belong they belong in the water and a ship high and dry you can't you can't do anything with it that's the (laughs) that's the rest of the saying people often leave that last part out but if a ship if there's no water and you got a boat can't Uh, do anything with it. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. How about one more idiom before we wrap up?
1: All right. Well, this is from Joshua C. And the phrase is, pull out all of the stops. Yes, I've
0: heard this. So this is like, you know, you kind of go, you do everything you can to make something special or make it, you know, extravagant. You might Mm -hmm. say like, oh, you know, it's grandma's 80th birthday. So we're going to pull out all the stops.
1: Exactly. Well, so this is another musical idiom. The term has been around since 1860, and it actually comes from organ playing. Okay. Um, Yes,
0: because those are the knobs, right? On the thing, you pull out all the stops. That's it.
1: So those stops um, are actually pressurized air chambers, okay, Uh, that let the air into the actual organ pipes. So if you pull out all the stops, it means you're creating the fullest possible sound that the instrument can make. And that's pretty full and pretty loud because organs, I don't know if you know this, big instruments
0: yeah that's a it's a very famine of the opera kind of exactly
1: i mean and like
0: i, I could have kept going just in I know. case i was saying yeah i know uh,
1: <laughs> a lot of okay all right yes a lot of those were created by synthesizer not organ. i'm done okay okay a lot of these instruments can be big enough to fill a room. Yeah. Right. Oh, like you they, see
0: those churches and they got the big Yeah, things. They
1: often like go into the wall, these pipes, right? They go into the wall and back out of the wall or like they're from ceiling to floor. It, it really does, again, illustrate this idiom.
0: So that's going to do it for us. Um, but before we wrap up, this is our last schmannerly reminder. That this is the last day of Max Fund Drive. So, if you would like to become a member, upgrade your membership, boost your membership, or gift a membership to somebody, you can go to maximumfund.org/slash/join or maximumfund.org/slash/manage, and that's the last. Wait. Oh.
1: Also, if you tweeted us that you have joined or boosted. Boat boosted boosted or gifted or any of those things. Or upgraded. Upgraded. If you tweeted us, we will tweet you a lovely thank you.
0: Um, and we want to say a big special thank you to Alex for helping us with the research on the idioms and stuff, and just in general. Without Alex, we wouldn't be able to make this show. We got two little kids now and it's hard to find time. And Alex helps a lot. And you know what, folks? Without your support. We wouldn't be able to pay, Alex, and we <laughs> wouldn't be able to make the show. That's right. So your support directly contributes to making this show, and it means the world to us. Uh, let's see. You can tweet at us at SchmannersCast, or you can email us, SchmannersCast at If you have ideas for episodes, topic suggestions, you can email us, because if you tweet at us, we might miss it. Uh, and when we put up calls for questions, we do so on our Twitter, at SchmannersCast, so make sure you follow us there. Uh, What else, Teresa?
1: Well, if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, you can join our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. That's cute. Thanks.
0: Who else do we thank?
1: We always thank Brent Brentalfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art at Schmanners Cast. And we also thank Bruja Betty Pinnett Photography for our cover picture of that fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners.
0: And that is going to do it for us. Join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners Schmanners. Get it.